Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi guys, how are you? You are listening to Nina's Got Good News, and each week we are bringing you stories, topics, and people doing good things. We like to focus on the positive here, right, Julie? Because, well, who doesn't? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for showing up in this space week after week. This is a movement now because of all of you good news junkies out there listening and supporting this movement with me. Because remember, we are better together. First up, I want to thank today's sponsor, Type A Deodorant, my family's favorite clean and safe deodorant. It is aluminum-free, it doesn't stain your clothes, and it actually works when you work out. Go to Type A Deodorant and use my exclusive promo code GOODNEWS20 for a 20% off discount. Now, on to today's episode. Wow, where do I even begin with what's about to happen right now? Oh my gosh. Type A women. Let's just say, when I started this podcast, I could have only hoped that this would be happening right now because my guests are so amazing. We're on location here doing a very special, very special two-part episode podcast because these two women deserve that and so much more. We are talking entrepreneurship. We are talking sisterhood. We are talking motherhood. We are talking community. We are talking growth and expansion. We are talking healthy and delicious food. We are talking about the best almond milk lattes that I've ever had. We are talking the real real on all the things because my guests today always keep it real. <laughs> With me here on location at the Granola Bar in Fairfield, Connecticut are the two amazing founders and CEOs of the Granola Bar, Julie Mountain and Dana Norley. Welcome to the podcast, Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi, was Nina. that the longest intro I mean, ever? Did you even I, breathe or was I, it like circular? Wow, I'm so impressed. Wow. Who are we right Who now? Who are you? First of all, <clears throat> what is the Granola Bar, Julie? What is it? Is this like Nature's Valley? Like, yeah, no. what is the granola bar? The granola bar is a manifestation of this friendship, really. It is kind of the friendship that Dean and I kind of have come to brick and mortar. So we were looking for a place to go, looking for a place to be, looking for a happy place, and we looking built it. Looking for a place to eat. Yeah. Ultimately looking for a place to eat. Aren't we always? Yeah. Now, where are you guys located, Dana? Uh, we have six locations. We have four in Connecticut and two in Westchester. Our first location was Westport, Connecticut, opened in 2013. Then we open Greenwich in 16. We open Stanford in 17, uh, as well as Armonk and Rye. And then our last location is actually the one you're sitting in right now, which we opened in February of 18. Okay. Baby. You're really oh, good at that. I know. You're so good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like a geography lesson yeah. right here. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Julie, you go first. What's the scoop on Julie Mountain? Wow. Uh, born so in 1975. Um, so tell me, you know, I'm a mother of two daughters. I have four stepkids as well. Um, Brady Bunch-ish. It's very Brady Bunch. Underachiever. A six. Uh, yeah. Um, we love your husband. We do love my husband. I love my husband. Uh, yeah, he's uh, head trainer at Sono Ice House, if anyone doesn't know. Hockey but people. Yeah, hockey family. <laughs> um, I'm someone who's always seeking adventure. So I'm an adrenaline junkie by nature. I love chaos, but happy chaos is important, not unhappy chaos. So I'm a seeker of happy chaos. Oh, I and, like that. Uh, then I met Dana. So <laughs> I'll let you t- 
Is that good? Did yeah, I that tell was you about good. Me? Yeah, good okay, job. Great. Okay, all about me. Dana, what about you? <laughs> okay, well, a little bit of a yin to her yang, a little bit on the more conservative side, but definitely becoming more of an adrenaline junkie <laughs> over the years. She's rubbing uh, off on I, you. I'm a convert. I'm an adrenaline convert, but I do seek out um, partnerships with people who have that kind of high energy um, zest for life and uh, you can you know if you look around past relationships uh, my husband Julie um, I definitely seek out you know the fun and the excitement so uh, my background I was in finance before this I met Julie at a birthday party and the rest is history. I love that. Okay, now oh, she was in finance. Kids. You have three. Oh, well, I, oh yeah. Sorry, oh, I just want to forget your kids. I have oh, three yeah. amazing and, and the children. Twins. Yes, I have a 14-year-old son and 12-year-old boy-girl twins, and they're just awesome people. That's so cute. Okay, what about your background? So Dana was in finance. What about your I, background? I was Julie? in the music business, so I studied music business at NYU, and then just immediately went into the music business, and then started my own consulting company in like 2001, and um, then I was a stay-at-home mom when I met Dana. I love the music background. That's so fun as we're listening to some fun music here at the Granola Bar on location. So tell us a little bit about that birthday party you guys just talked about. So you met at a birthday party with your kids. Yes. And what our, happened? Uh, our daughters were se seated next to one another. And, and literally you'd never met before. No, no. But everybody in town, like I was new. We had moved here the same year. Um, and everyone had said to me, oh, you have to meet Dana. She's so nice. And, and everyone said, you have to meet Julie. She's hysterical. <laughs> She's got so a great good. sense of humor, and they know my appreciation for that. Uh, so our daughters were sitting next to each other, and my daughter was just going to town. Like, she was on her third slice of pizza, I think, and <laughs> Julie's daughter wouldn't even touch her pizza. And she looked at me and said, how do you get her to eat like that? And I said, she was just born that way. Um, yeah, we just, I, I immediately met Dana at this bouncy party. Was it Bouncy House? Mm. Yeah, whatever. It was a three-year-old. Elephant Steps. Elephant Steps? Oh, um, remember that place? I do. Hashtag Purell. And um, I think in general, I, I, I met her and I, I went home and I thought about just immediately asking her out to lunch to talk about working together. It was just my my gut was to seek her out as someone to work with. I don't really know why. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom. I had had a career. And at the time that we met, I think it's just briefly important to note, um, I was seeking something. I wasn't even sure what, but I was staying at home with two very little kids and I didn't feel um, content, you know, I, I felt... Yeah, you knew there was more for you. I, I felt somewhat yep. unhappy, to yep. be honest. And when I met her, there was some kind of immediate chemistry, but I wasn't really seeking out friendship. I was, like, not looking, you know, to say, oh, can, you want to be my best friend? I was... I just immediately said, let's do something together. Let's be... Like, do you want to be my work wife? Right. Yeah, yeah. basically. Cute, you guys. Yeah. I love that. So let's talk about how you started, right? You started with bags of granola... And that was your idea, Julie, because you had gone on a trip and eaten, like, the best granola ever, right? Yeah, it's just that simple, right? Like, I had... Where did you go? Well, I had gone to uh, California, the oh, nor okay. north, northern California. Um, it's beautiful. And I had eaten some granola. Um, and I said to Dana, would you be interested in working with me? I have a granola idea just to not have it be basic, but to have it be kind of the Bergdorf of granola and to make it giftable and beautiful. And you are um, 
lovely and nice and you seem to be connected to all these people in town. I and know everyone loves Dana. Everybody loves Dana, ELD. Are you talking about the sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> such a doofus. Um, yes, we are talking about the sandwich. And also, Dana's lovely, right? And uh, I'm more of an acquired flavor. But at, the, at that time, I thought, you know, to do something alone did not satisfy kind of what I was seeking. Right? We're better was, together. Yeah, I was looking for companionship yeah. and friendship and laughter and fun. and An um, outlet. And an outlet for that stay-at-home kind of mom moment that I guess I was in. And, and then Dana, in fact, was in the same one. And yeah. So when she said, do you want to do this with me, what did you think? Uh, a, you're crazy. <laughs> B, what's the deal with the granola? What did you say? No, I, I think... I think you know, I felt the same chemistry, and so I was intrigued, and I love food, and I thought, this is cool, and I can use my background, as I said, was in finance, but it was on the sales side, so I thought, hey, I can use some of my skill set here and do something I love, and it was really pitched as a hobby more than anything else. Like it was, a side hustle. A, a side well, hustle. Well, it had to be, yeah. right? We right. had, Your like, moms. five kids between us. They were all under, what, five at the yes. time? Right. Um, it, it was definitely a side hustle. It was definitely just a distraction, to be frank. Like, it was not, or to be Julie, it was not at all, you know... Let's build a business. It was let's, let's build an s- empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's open a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. No. no. So yeah, we built. Um, we created some granola. We went to Fresh Market. Actually, got ingredients. Uh, they cost a lot of money, and we built. The first few bags were definitely not profitable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Actually, okay. the first ten thousand bags. <laughs> Where did you make it? Like in your kitchen, well, the Dana? Very, very beginning. We made it in the kitchen. Oh my gosh. So, but hilarious. then someone Mom told us it was illegal. My mother-in-law, yeah. she fell asleep when. Yeah. She yeah, yeah. The process. I mean, it was it was a barrel of laps. Yeah. So we then built built up the business enough to um, go to an outside manufacturer. Well, actually, no. no we, we went, went to, to a Mamaroneck to a kitchen we could rent. Oh. Okay. So we rented which, a kitchen, which is legal. You were like, which, let's let's make this legal. That is legal. Yeah. Right? Okay. She has the license, yep. and um, you, you can rent it by it the there. hour. Yeah. And we say, you know, go to. I guess Costco at the time yeah. or Restaurant Depot and load up the SUV and drive to Mamaroneck and we would go at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon and stay until 11 or 12 at night. We would bag the granola, put it back in her car, drive back to Westport. I mean... It was the best time. It was as if like we so were... So scrappy. It was yeah. super scrappy but it was also like a girl's trip. Like some people go wheels up to Miami. We went like SUV to, to Mamaroneck. Thelma and we, Louise. We it's beautiful this time yeah. of year. Yeah, yeah. It, but we, <laughs> where we was were, Instagram then? That's all I know. I mean, right? Oh, I know. It yeah. was, it, it wasn't was really great. much of a thing then. It would have been good though. Your Insta stories would have been really, really popular. Hilda? <laughs> yeah. We listened to Adele and we got to know each other and we stirred granola and we baked it for eight hours. And to Dana's point, we loaded it up and did it again. We would do it about twice a week if we needed based on based on orders and that's how we built up the granola business until uh someone said to us oh no well then there's that iterative step where we went to a manufacturer a contract manufacturer in new jersey we got a we got our first big order from Stu leonard's oh we love so Stu's. it was yeah it was one of those you know uh, by chance we dropped off a bag with a little note and we were very surprised that we got a, received a phone call saying, hey, we really like this stuff. And, you know, we need to order 80 cases. And we really didn't have the manufacturing capability in the Mamaroneck Cook and Bake Center unless we were camping out for a week. Uh, so we wound up hiring uh, a co-packer down in New Garfield, New Jersey. 
So that we went was from an beautiful Mamaroneck to beautiful Garfield. Garfield What's up, Garfield? Okay. Um, so then we realized quickly, like, wow, this is you know difficult. Now it became it went from hobby at that point to hardcore job. Right. Uh, but we weren't getting paid. I mean, to be clear, I mean this was still like, I don't want to you know it was. We weren't making any money, right. but we weren't we weren't losing money. money. It was right, just, just breaking know, even, yeah. just, just breaking. surviving, which was yeah. kind of impressive to people that we right. were not, you know, hemorrhaging money. That we were just building it. Um, and so, so where just, did the idea come from to like have an actual storefront? Is that yeah, the that's, next step? That is next, the next step. So we which went, actually was a restaurant, yeah. but yeah, we thought we it was no going to be a store. Right? Yeah, yeah. We thought it was going to be a cafe. Cafe. Okay. Yeah, That's so what we called it for a long time. We did. Yeah. We were in denial. Yeah. We were in I know, restaurant I was about denial. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. reality is it's a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. We, we just You're found in the restaurant out. business. No, no, no. All right. Um, so talk about the cafe. Yes. So we met um, a really great guy named Will at Dannon. And um, he actually at the time was running a concept store in the city. And we met him. We gave him our, our granola. They were using our granola. And he said to us, you know, your economics are upside down. If you open something locally in Westport and manufacture your granola there, you'll have a front of house to do extra business. And Dana and I said, what's a front of house? And he was like, oh, my gosh, where do I begin? And he actually... You're like, remember, I'm from the music industry yeah. and she's from finance. No, I was like, front of house, what is that? And Dana's like, I think we can sell, like, biscotti there. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So we, he sent us, actually, our first pro forma, our first P&L. And he really... He was quite quite helpful. He was quite helpful. Hi, Will. And... Um, he basically came out to Westport. He saw the space that is now the Granola Bar of Westport. We were standing there. When I say clueless, like people go, oh, that's cute. No, really, really clueless because we were just coming from, we had no brick and mortar experience. We had none of that. We had both been business women, but we didn't know rent and triple net. What was triple Hiring net? people? Oh, my oh, gosh. forget this it. It sounds so it was overwhelming. It was, it, we didn't even, if we had known what we it would was have going never, to be. We would have run. Done. No, yeah, definitely. No. Well, we did we almost, run. Oh, yeah, we you did almost, run. Yeah, you had one little um, We one did little have hiccup. A, a hiccup. But so that was really that. He, he said, why don't you manufacture it in the back? You won't have to hire a contract manufacturer, and you'll have this front of house. He then explained what a front of house was. And we said, that could be really cool. We could have really beautiful Brooklyn coffee. We could have delicious baked goods. And we were playing like almost like two kids playing like shop in their house. We were like, we could do this. I know, I was this. about to say, Blaine plays this yeah. in their yes. playroom all yeah, the time. Exactly. Like, it was not far Will you from play that. restaurant with me, Mommy? Yeah. Sure. We basically yeah, we sat Yeah, we sat yeah. down at a table and came up with some creations that are still on the menu today. And, yeah. We, you know. we looked at each other as, as moms, as wives, as friends, as humans on the planet. And we were, we were also women who would eat really, like we were on Blueprint Cleanse one week mm-hmm. and then we would run into the city and eat all the baked goods we could find. So how confusing is that? But how universal, right? Is oh, that, that where we go from, my language. we go from vegan to bacon in a matter of moments. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at her, I was like, where can we eat? Where can we eat where we can walk in and get the Monday, you know, the Monday Dana and the Wednesday Julie and the Friday absolute chaos in my head. I don't know what to eat. Right. So we wrote down, like, I think Dana came up with the Naughty Cob, which some people call the Dirty Cob, but it is, in fact, the <laughs> Naughty Cob. Another Bauer approved. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, yeah, it is. And, 
you came up with the cob because we didn't want just a normal cob. We came up with avocado toast. Avocado toast. I'd had it in the city, and um, yeah, this is yeah, before how did you guys even know that thing? that was going to be a thing? I was in just, the city at a hotel, and, and I paid good. like twenty-two dollars for it. She and said, I was "You're like, not going to believe this." <laughs> she said, "I ordered this." bread with avocado on it and I paid to, it was amazing <laughs> well it's yeah. better it's when thing. you pay 22 bucks yeah, for you're it like, this is a thing um, oh my gosh you guys it's but hilarious. anyway yeah so we really did write down you know right like what we yeah. wanted what we thought list. our kids would want um, also there really you know at the time there wasn't a place locally where we could all go and be satisfied you yeah. know there's a place the that kids. my kids want to go yeah. place that I want to go but really New place where we could all go, and this checked all of the boxes. Yeah, it still does. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So, what did you guys learn from having that first location in Westport? What oh do you think God. you learned from we're that? We're still, still learning. learning. <laughs> like Westport's the most beautiful. Um, like, it's our flagship, and we continue to learn. It's a breathing organism. It's constantly changing. Um, really, it's the the beauty of Westport is while it's a small town on paper. Um, it really attracts the most interesting, diverse community of people that have introduced us to other towns. Um, there's I think no there's a sophistication to the customer yeah. uh, that they really appreciate. You know what we've curated. Yeah, um, for sure. A lot of people coming from you know big cities, from whether it be New York City or Chicago, California, and when they walk in, it's like, oh, this exists in the suburbs. I thought this was only an urban thing. So I think that's where we probably hit people the most. Hey there, let's take a quick break for a quick word from our sponsor. I am so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Type A Deodorant. Type A Deodorant is my go-to aluminum-free deodorant. You guys know how passionate I am about using clean and safe products in our house. My husband Jeff and I both swear by this deodorant and we love it because it works and it doesn't stain our clothes. Even when we have an intense workout, it really works. It has sweat-activated technology for lasting protection. It's non-toxic, it won't stain your clothes, it's cruelty-free, and comes in four gender-inclusive scents. Jeff likes that. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to get 20% off your entire order at typeadeodorant.com using code GOODNEWS20. Again, go to typeadeodorant.com Use the promo code GOODNEWS20. And that's some very good news right there. Now back to the show and our interview. Now, what, what was the moment, would you say, when you sort of looked at each other and thought, I think we're onto something here. Like, was there a certain light bulb moment that happened that you guys sort of winked yeah, at no. each other? <laughs> you okay. first. Um, mine was the first day that I knew no one in the dining room. Um, I felt like people were going to oh, like be kind. Oh, like it wasn't like your friends like and family chari- showing like up? Like, oh, yeah. let's go see yeah, what Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I felt like, oh, Poor oh I guess we should eat there again yeah. because, you know, the, the girls are trying so hard. Um, I think it was very early, too. It could have been day five that I looked around the dining room and I said, Dean, I know no one in here. And I think I welled up with tears oh. because for me, like, well, I didn't know that... If you build it, they will come. Yes. If you build something good, they yes. will come, right? Um, so that was mine. What about you, Dana? Um, it's similar, but I guess also there were people coming in um, who were asking, well, where are you going to open the next one? Like very early on. I mean, I think it was the first week, you know, someone you said, were like, Wait, wow, what? you should put a kiosk in Yankee Stadium. You know, like people were just coming out of the woodworks with all these ideas and places. And 
Um, but I guess I guess the, the the moment in time was actually when we opened Greenwich because um, I think a lot of people didn't think we'd be able to find success a second time around, very much to the point Julie just mentioned, which is people were coming to support us because they knew us and our kids go to school with their parents and so on and so forth. And we said, we know that we have, we are part of the success, but we're not the only part of the success. So to see it happen again was a really, you know, big moment, I think, in our business. Yeah, to, can I add yeah, to that? Course. I don't know what the rules are, but um, I think you know. <laughs> You're to breaking Dana's, all the rules. Yeah, that's part <laughs> of it. That's actually on topic because <laughs> a big part of this was, you know, from the moment we we signed the lease, there were most people were like, "You're crazy. This is a bad idea. Restaurants fail." A lot of people like to say the short phrase restaurants fail. It seems to be part of our kind of the paradigm of our world, restaurants fail, right? Well, they they clearly all don't, right? But um, if you read, you know, restaurant for dummies book, the beginning paragraph is 87% of restaurants fail. <laughs> Within the um, so I think yeah. a lot of this was um, a real push through the self-doubt. But when self-doubt is is combined with external doubt, right? Everyone looking at you going, this is a bad idea. This is a bad location. You guys are not going to be able to do this. Your moms, your, your, you know, this is part time. How are you going to do this? Um, it becomes very overwhelming. So, yeah, I but doesn't part part of you want to say like, I'm going to prove them all wrong? Right, which we've done, you know, time and time, time and again. time again. And I think um, that was, I think for me, what Dana's talking about with Greenwich. That was the moment where people said, you know, you can't do this again because what's special about Westport is Julie and Dana. And we kept looking at your each, community. Well, yes. because right. we were there, we were and, there. and people People kept yeah. saying that to us, and we kept looking at each other going, well, we don't think so, right? We don't think that's what it is. Certainly we we add. But anyway, that was that was a big piece was people said, you can't do this again. And I was like, uh-oh, Dane. Oh, yeah. yes, we can. Yeah. yeah. We're going to try. So what, what goes into the decisions? Like, how did you decide the next one after Westport is going to be, like, how did you pick those towns? I know you said some people would come up to you and give you ideas, but... What's the? Do I you mean, do research? Like, how do you figure out what time it's going to work? Did we do research, or do we yeah. do research yeah. now? Yeah, they're, they're different. They're different. Different. different now. Um, back then, I mean, Dana and I owned the business completely back then, and so it was different. The decision making was Dana and I, um, whether in a car or on a couch, usually crying, laughing. Um, well, we have we have a saying internally in our corporate office, which is when someone makes a point, we say, is that data or is that feels? And I would say early on in um, kind of our decision-making process, it was probably more feels than data. Oh, it was, it was mostly um, feels. And now it's much more data-driven. But Although, at that time... I really think feels got us oh, it, very yeah. far. But I think, yeah, at the time, Dana would say to me, like, Greenwich is a dream. Always. Dana, so you go Dana and, like, started, scout locations? No, no, no. Dana started the Greenwich Passion. She's like, Greenwich is a dream. There's oh all these gosh, companies. There's it. this. There's that. I want Greenwich. I want Greenwich. And I was like, good luck to you. I wish you the best with that. <laughs> good luck with but, that. Um, Dana's also Instagram obsessed. Like, she's an Instagram-aholic. I was oh in early. Gosh. No wonder we what? love each other. Early adopter. Early, yeah. early, yeah. early adopter. And and Dana texted me or called me, and she's like, I found a restaurant on Instagram. And I'm like, what? Nobody finds a restaurant on, on the Instagram. Gram? Oh, yeah. oh, yes, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, Swipe do. up to sign the lease would have been great. Yeah, that would have been, been good. So Dana found this restaurant um, where we are now, and we went to see it, and we actually put in an offer that night. Oh, my God. See? It's just meant to be. I love that. So how do you raise money to keep expanding? What's the... 
do you guys have investors? Do you get loans? Like, how does that all work? <laughs> well, <laughs> everyone's laughing. We, Hold we on. thought we could get loans. No, we can't get we a can't, loan. We, can't get we loan. cannot get a loan. Why? Because they hear you <laughs> giggling all the time. No, and like, there's no, no way we're, we're loaning quite, your money. Actually, we present quite well at a loan meeting. Um, we um, we can't have, get a loan. You have to have a lot of years of history with your business in order to get a loan. That's number one. You also um, have to not need you need have to, to not need, need a loan money. to get a loan. Gotcha. You should get a loan when you don't need a loan. Okay. When you need a loan, so you backwards. can't get a loan. Okay. Yeah. So it's it, it's you not need set to, up. It's not set up for young business like ours. Certainly, at the and time. especially what is you know classified as a risky business a right. business because remember all restaurants are going to fail yeah. exactly yeah. so no we've had a very negative experience actually um getting the loans um side. so don't but don't email please <laughs> it's good it's all good now but um so we we actually um found partners um that um you know, invested in the company. So we were able to grow in 2017 uh, um, and 18. And then we just bought out those partners with and replaced them with a new uh, partner. And so we haven't raised money um, since 2017. Yep. But maybe soon we might be. Okay, well, so let's talk know. about community. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about community. Because when I hear that word, I instantly think of you guys. So what would you say, how do you think you've been able to accomplish the whole like grasping community? Like when you walk in, especially in Westport for me, when you walk in though, I feel like it's community. That's yeah. what it's all about. And you guys yeah. have been able to do it and you've been able to accomplish that, but not everyone can do that. So yeah. how do you think you did that, Dana? Um, I think that, uh, you know, Julie and I kind of being immersed in Westport the first year and a half or so, um, I think we're really good at that. And I think we are part of such a strong community. And we imparted our, um, we kind of role modeled for our staff. And um, there is a lot of turnover in the restaurant business, but we actually have a bunch of really key core employees that have been with us since the beginning. And they have now gone on to train other staff members. And it's just, you know, it's just a, a happy place. Like we always say, we want people to leave happier than when they arrived. And look, there are days when it's not perfect and there are days when it's off. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, I would say that that is a sentiment that I hear from so many people. Whenever they say, oh, you own the granola bar? I love it there. Your staff is so amazing. They know my name. They know my drink order. And it's just something that we put a lot of emphasis on. And we've been very lucky for the most part. I know. It's amazing about your staff. I feel like they're so loyal to you guys. <laughs> and even those that leave, I feel like they come back. Mm -hmm. Do they always come back? back? They do. They Why do you think they're all back. so loyal to you guys? How have you been able to accomplish that? I mean, I think Jane and I run our business um, like women, dare I say that? You know, meaning, you know, it's it's unpopular to talk, I feel like, lately about being feminine or being, you know, we are very maternal. Um, we can't get rid of that. That's, that's certainly, it's been a very big negative in running a business, and it's been a very big positive. And I think when it comes to the human experience of working with us, I think it's a very big positive. I think you feel like you can talk to us and come to us, and we have an open door policy, and we mean it. Um, so I think we're approachable, and I think we, we're flawed, and I think we're very open with our flaws. Right, I know. You, you no, no one's perfect. No, no. well... You don't, you don't pretend to be. We don't... We, and, we, and we make mistakes in the open. We're in a fishbowl, and we are not afraid to fall down on our face 
and keep walking and tell everyone we just fell because we want our staff to say that to us. I'd much rather walk up to someone and say, what happened? And have them say, oh, I messed up. This is and let them know they're supported mm-hmm. versus some lie or a cover up or something like that. Yeah, I agree with that. That's so good. I think it makes you guys more real too. So how were you able to find such talented chefs? Because I feel like it's really hard to make healthy food delicious, but you guys have been able to figure that out. So how did you find, well, first well, Neil, right? Yeah. yeah. So how did you find Neil? He actually he actually answered an, an ad that we had out for our general manager. Was it like in the was, yellow pages? No, he, he, he was moving back to the area and uh, he had spent some, he, he's been all over the world, but he was coming from uh, the Asheville area. And he actually answered an ad, like I said, for a general manager, not even as a chef. We only learned of his abilities once he had been hired as a general manager. So we got very lucky there. I know. He's so good. And does he then train all the other chefs in all the other locations? Yeah, we we try not to be dependent on chefs, right? Right. So we're not a chef-run restaurant. Neil is the vice president of ops and also our executive chef. And then we have, you know, cooks in each store that get the opportunity to be somewhat creative, but for the most part, they follow Neil's recipes, um, and it's all very kind of organized and ready for expansion. And in order to do that, you can't, you know, you have to have Neil at the at the head. Of right. That. Okay. And, and, and it's a collaborative effort. You know, like we're constantly saying, "Oh, we should do this," or "How about this?" And he'll come to us and say, "You know, why don't we try this?" And you know, quite often, you know, he's we don't see him for an hour or two. We're like, "Where's Neil?" And then he comes down with a plate of like the most delicious thing we've ever yeah. had. He's um, experimenting. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Now, so. what's your favorite thing to order on the menu? Oh, my favorite thing to order on the menu. Don't Let's say see. the Dana. <laughs> that would be really It's actually not the Dana. <laughs> She's like, it's, oh, wait, back to me. Back to me. Um, I don't know. I, I do a lot of the bowls. Like, I love the, had the macro bowl for lunch today. So um, good. I like the Buddha bowl. Yeah. I know it's kind of boring. I actually love our paleo bread. Um, I'll often just get something very simple like, Paleo bread with avocado, you know, an avocado toast with paleo bread with for twenty two dollars. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. It's not <laughs> with it's uh, ten <laughs> with sliced uh, hard boiled like, egg. Now I love, it's twelve. I love our um, our buffalo sauce. So anything. Oh, you know, that cauliflower. That, you're listening to I know. I know that cauliflower. Yeah. All right, what's your favorite thing to order? Um, right now, it's the Bubby on Paleo. Oh, it's so good. Bubby's so back. Good. She went away. She got a hip replacement, whatever happened. <laughs> and now she's back. And on Toasted Paleo, I just dig it. And I don't feel and any, like... And the Zatar cream cheese. And the Zatar cream cheese. It's just delicious. It was beautiful today, too. It was almost too beautiful to eat. It's but you know what's good. really good? It's our boyfriend burger. Oh, <laughs> I, I have to make a plug. I ha- yeah. <laughs> like, you didn't just plug every bowl. <laughs> <I> yeah. <know. laughs> no, it's funny, because my Wait, son... Wait, what's in the boyfriend burger? I've never had that. What's on it. Oh, what's yeah. on it? I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to correct you, but I just <laughs> did. Well, it's uh, it's cheese, um, lettuce, a- tomato, heirloom tomato, and our TGB sauce, which is like a Thousand Island oh, so on good. a toasted brioche bun. And oh, uh, my son onion. is like hooked beyond. Yeah. You know, he said to me the other day, he goes, "Mom." Because I'm starting to really like the granola bar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My kids love it. You know, every weekend after hockey, they're like, can we get lunch at the granola bar? I'm like, wait, again? They're, like, so sick of us. I there. know. Blaine Stop, likes Nina. the uh, Shrek. Yes, again. Yes, yes, they love the Shrek. They love the 203. They love the kids' grilled cheese. They love the matchas. I mean, oh, we I, forgot the avocado grilled cheese. That's, like, the best meal oh, ever. Oh, so good. I, I just know. am not eating it's that so every good. day. Exactly. I know. She I said know. our favorite. Yeah. Well, so do you guys think you can come back next week and talk some more with us? Hold on. 
let me check with my calendar. Can you, yeah, can you yeah, check I with your people? So. Uh, let me check. Have your people check with okay. my people. Okay. We would love to. Okay, good. Well, thank you both so much for being here and sharing all thank the granola news. Stay tuned for next week's episode because we're going to be back with the Granoli Girls because we love them so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. Also, rate and review all her podcasts, too. And please share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. She's Nina B. Clark. Clark has an E at the end. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thanks again for listening. Let's keep being awesome. XOXO.